You are listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast with your host, Kylie Ria. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you very much for joining. You are listening to Kylie Ria. I am joined by the wonderful Gloria today, and she is here to talk all things menopause, styling, and just how to boss it through life while you are taking on those certain challenges. Gloria, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Kylie. <laughs> Gloria, I was just saying to you a moment ago that we, a number of friends um, know that you are coming on to talk to me today. And we are all at that time in our lives where we know something might happen soon and we're not quite mm-hmm. sure how to go about it or what to think of it, what to make of it. So this is this has actually come at a really good time for uh, a lot of my friends and, and the listeners in, in general. So thank you very much for joining. No, thank you for inviting me on. Um, I think it's definitely something we need to all be talking about. And the earlier, the better, I'd say. Yeah. For absolutely. sure. Uh, when, when we're at school, you know, we get to year six and we all have that assembly where we sit down and we're told, la, 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 this happens. And this is what's going to happen. But when we get older, no one really tells us what to expect, what to make of it, what what on earth happens, really. So this is why it's so important for someone like yourself to really educate people and guide us through while recognising that we're not actually going nuts. This is just something that we all will be going through at, at one stage or another. Yeah, it's definitely a natural progression but as you say it's something that is never discussed yeah I mean for myself I've been in the menopause now for six years coming up okay and I've got to tell you when it first started I was in complete denial I'm like what what do you mean menopause really because it wasn't something that was on my radar ever Mm -hmm. and I was quite fortunate enough that um, I didn't really start to notice anything really serious in symptoms until I was like 52 so okay so for me I was quite quite later in but then I've got friends that triggered it early 30s um I've got friends that have triggered it in their 40s and again it's recognizing that as much as you know we've got I've got friends that are 30s and 40s and going I'm not at that age yet yeah girl you better get a reality check yeah it can hit you at any time. I mean, we know that estrogen depletion really does start quite early on. It may be quite fast, it may be quite slow, but it's happening. And it's about making yourself aware and educating yourself about what are those symptoms for the menopause. And there are lots. Well, everyone always thinks, you know, those classic all hot flushes and you know, um, night sweats and just feeling a little bit more flustered and, you know, and things like that. They're always the symptoms that people joke about, don't they? Oh, you're getting a hot flash. Why are you doing this? Um, So why, you know, first of all, why is there such a stigma around it when it's one of the most natural things to have women on the planet? Um, But then why... Is there such a lack of education? Is it because of the stigma surrounding it? Is it because no one really wants to a little bit weird? Or is it because no one wants their parents about it? Like, what, what is it for you? What do you think? 
I definitely think it's the stigma because the stigma is about age, isn't it? So menopause has always been related to, oh, you're at that age. Yeah, that age, that next stage in life. And even the adverts on TV are very much ageist, aren't they? You know, you get those tenor lady adverts and you get those... um, Yeah, don't get me started, kind of with that. Lager holidays, oh, you know, dentures coming in. Oh, for goodness sake. It's everything, isn't it? And that's it what I, that's it's so winds me up because at the end of the day, that's what um, society and you know media even have all sort of like been always had this thing that as soon as you mentioned the word menopause, you must be of a certain age, and it's all to do with being aged. So, and I also tend to find that women don't want to admit that they're in the menopause because instantly they know they're going to be deemed as being old. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And over has it has it got earlier through generations? Or it is has. It, because, it has yeah, been, okay. I think it's definitely been something that is triggering a lot earlier on. Mm. You know, you've seen cases of young girls that have not even approached 18 yet that have triggered menopause. You're mm. seeing um girls in at the age of 25 and let's not forget you can easily easily have gynecological problems yeah. which will result in you know fibroids possibly it could be polycystic ovaries right. it can be a lot of different things and whilst I'm not medically qualified in any form or manner but some of the ladies that I have spoken to have explained to me that you know they've treated it quite early and some have had to have hysterectomies for one reason or another and what what women tend to forget about that as well is that a hysterectomy puts you straight into menopause instantly yeah Yeah, absolutely and then that's the whole you know as if that isn't traumatic enough you know for someone to have to go through that because of x y and z their body yeah. in, you know, and kicks them when they're down almost, you know, um, for for that for them to have to go through it at such a young age. Does it start gradually? Is it sort of like all oh. like, like it's about to kick in, or is it like you wake up and here you go? No, I, I wouldn't say it's you wake up and here you go. From things that I've read about the menopause, and again, I'd say to all of the listeners here, make sure you start reading up and start looking into what the menopause is, because you do start to see symptoms, and, you know, it will be various small symptoms that you're probably just thinking of nothing, but there are symptoms out there that are letting you know that, you know, you're probably becoming perimenopausal, and, you know, you'll get some... Because we're thinking, there's a few of my friends at the moment, we're thinking, okay, these age gaps, are we perimenopausal? But we don't know what that means. Well, you know, it's sort of like if it wasn't for Google, <laughs> we'd be like, oh, okay, well, let's find yeah. out. We don't know. You don't know. And that's no. the thing, isn't it? It's like sometimes I've known women that, I mean, for me, I've got to say perimenopausal, what did that possibly look like? When I look back on things now, at the time, I didn't recognise it. When I look back on things now, I see it. Really? I see, like, my, my hair My hair started getting really thin and I started to notice the change in my hair. I started to notice how dry my skin started to get. Um, I started to notice things like um, joint pain. So I've had... I've been always quite sporty. I've been to the gym. I go to the gym quite regularly, whatever. However, what I started to notice was that I started to get a lot of joint pain. In particular, I had frozen shoulders on both shoulders at the same time. 
Oh and oh again, God, it's been horrendous for you. It was, it was absolutely awful. Until this day, right up until this day, I still have shoulder pain. Oh, my but God. It's just recognising those certain things that you possibly didn't notice before. But I would say um, the menopause for me has always been about the skin changes, the hair change, the dry mouth, the... Um, the joint pain, the physical pain, more often than not. The hot sweats did eventually come on, don't get me wrong, it did come yeah. on um, at the early stages. And it wasn't it wasn't like it was I woke up and whoa, there it was. It was this gradual thing that I started to notice. Like it was in July, I think it was June or July. Yeah. And I kept thinking, why is it so hot? And don't get me wrong, it was warm, but it wasn't as hot as I was feeling. And, and then it, like it disappeared. Is it like internal heat? Yeah. Where you think, oh my God, I'm yeah. hot. Like as if you're wearing a massive jacket in 32 degrees Dubai. You know, is it it's, like it's, that? It's really hot to the bone. The only way I can describe it is like someone strikes a match. Right. But when you say so they strike the match, you can feel the flame is building and yeah. then you get the full on heat and then all of a sudden the match goes out and it just stops. Wow. That, that's but the only way I can describe it for me. And it stops as instantly as that? It just stops just like that. And then what? I'd sit there and I'd, think, I'd be like, okay. And then perhaps about another half an hour, or an hour later, I feel the same thing coming again. I can feel it. I can feel the match has just been struck again. And then, you know, there have been other times I've been in shops, like I, I went into, I remember going into um, Zara. You know, Zara's full of lights, isn't it? It's just lights yeah, everywhere yeah. in that shop. And I remember going in there with my daughter, I think, well, I was thinking, God, it's really hot in there. And I could feel like, for me, the hot sweats weren't, dripping it was more like this sprinkling on my face and just from my neck upwards now everybody gets the hot flashes very very differently some some women get it full on some are literally sweating profusely i didn't have any of that mine was this internal match just just being struck i can feel it rising right into my face getting a bit of sprinkling on my face you could see that like i'd been at a gym and i might have been doing a workout and then it would just stop. Oh my god! And then, but the worst, the worst point was night. What was that, Kylie? I said, well, and then you just go back to normal, and you're like, oh, okay, it's yeah. done. Like, how long would that that flush last for? Would you say? Is it like a few minutes? For me, that went on for yeah, just a few minutes. I wouldn't say it was long. It was a few minutes. It'd probably be one to two minutes, but right. it was the frequency in which it was starting to happen because then it was night. At night was the worst for me. Um, the night time was waking up like every, not even waking up because I couldn't even sleep half time. It was, it was consistent throughout the whole night. It was just flush, pull oh. down, flush, pull down continuously. And then I started to develop a lot of insomnia, which is um, another thing that I started to notice. Is that part and of the sort of... It got to a point... Sorry, I was just going to more... say... That is that part of the sort of night sweats and the insomnia kicks in and it's all part of one big package yeah. at the night time. Yeah. There wow. is so much. And and that was those when I look back on it now, those were some of the things that I I just didn't take seriously. I just thought, oh for goodness sake, what is this? Yeah, you and it got to a point where 
I wasn't sleeping. I was literally just getting up and going to work with like an hour's sleep. Not even an hour's sleep, it was broken sleep that totaled an hour, literally. Mm. And um, I just thought, I can't function like this. This is not happening. Yeah. It's just not happening. And it was about a year into all of this that I went to the doctors and he just said to me, oh, well, how old you? And I'm going, well, I'm 52. And he goes, yeah, well, you're probably in the menopause. I'm going, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he's going, no, um, well, when were your last periods? So I'm just like, um, oh, yeah, possibly then. Wow. Yeah, it might be okay. that. So you can, you can almost but, make it back. So, I mean, what, what is happening to your body? So the hot flushes are one thing and, you know, the um, sort of... Just it's not the estrogen, isn't it? Estrogen just stops producing, it starts to deplete. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Right, and okay. we know that for us as women, estrogen is a main a main part. There's also testosterone, which you um, I do know they do prescribe often, but it's more about your estrogen and the depletion of that right. and understanding that when those things, when that starts to deplete, surely, but slowly but surely, things start to to change within the, the female body. So, you know, you're going to be looking at our hair even. It's simple things like your hair. Now, we all know that, you know, when you're pregnant, your hair is literally flourishing, isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, you've got all that estrogen and everything like that. And then as soon as you have your baby, the estrogen just stops them and drops back down to normal levels. And it's like, you know, you get like, bits of breakage but then it settles so you know you can see that transition mm. now when you're looking at it with the menopause it's more about your estrogen now slowing down completely just slowing down and obviously those are where you start to notice your the changes in your skin in your hair the dry mouth possibly anxiety um migraines it's it, it's, it's a combination with the hormones sort of changing, then the yeah. on that sort of physically comes out. But when you say like yeah. anxiety can kick in, does it yeah a woman's mental health to the state where you know when people go, Oh, she's going crazy, she's going crazy to go through the menopause, she's you know angry all the time, and then she's growing all the time. And so what no hundred percent is that a thing as well? Because yeah. I know they're doing a storyline on it at the moment in Emmerdale. Where again she went through denial yeah, and no 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 and then she went oh my god it's it's actually the menopause now mental health it definitely impacts your mental health you've got to remember that this is something that's changing hormonally within your body i mean you get you see it's just you can even look at it in terms of you get pregnant you, you see you can be pregnant with your child and then as soon as you've had your 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 baby you then end up with um postnatal depression yeah. It's all the same. It's it's the hormone. It's it's your hormone imbalance. Now yeah. it's the same thing with the menopause. Your your hormone is now all over the place. It is now changing rapidly, and for some women, it does change real rapidly. And of course, it's going to impact mental health. And it's easy for, and and I think this is the other thing that gets me. Women are so nasty to other women and that's what I can't even tolerate at the best of times because you know I've been in the office before and I've seen a, a colleague of mine and she was literally having a complete breakdown she was in the menopause but it was more affecting her 
mentally. Wow. As well as physically, but it was more mentally. She just wasn't coping. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hear all the snidey remarks and and things like, oh, why don't she just go home? She's no use here. And instead of just thinking, actually, what is she going through? What is it? But, yeah. Again, I suppose it's because we aren't educated enough to understand what that woman at that age yeah. of her life is going through. It's almost like what I can It's a lack understand. of understanding. Yeah, yeah. It's a lack of understanding. Lack of understanding. But if, if someone was I mean, to lose their parent or lose their child, I was going through that. You would, you would give oh, them yeah. empathy, but you, I suppose, you are grieving for the yeah. fact that you won't ever have a child again. You are losing that uh, ability to ever have a child, perhaps to ever do that, or and then to realise I'm actually getting older. So it's all of that sort of running around in your mind, as well as the physical symptoms. Lots of things. It's, it's really tough. But why aren't we educated? Why aren't we given more compassion or? People like yourselves give them more of a platform to educate and make it normal. What's what's the problem? I think as well, I think when you look at it, when you um, look at platforms and things like that, I also think sometimes we have to look within ourselves and just think about how much are we actually denying it? Okay. You know, and not yeah. embracing the menopause because you've got some women, say like Davina McCall, Davina's out there and she's, yeah, she's all all for the power of menopause and things like that. And there's lots of other women that are definitely on that platform. But yeah. when you look at the majority of, of women, nobody wants to say I'm a menopausal woman. No, no. Because, because of the stigma that comes with that. It's going to be like, well, oh, I'm at that age. Oh, my life has ended. And for yeah. goddamn sake, your life is not ended. What are you just, you know, are you, you know, dead from the eyebrows down? What are we doing? Yeah. It's a it's a natural phase of our life as a woman. You get puberty, you get pregnancy if you're fortunate enough, and then you get menopause. There's no denying it. There's I don't know why we should why we feel ashamed about it. No, which is the other thing. Embrace it. It is what it is. Yeah. You, you know, you celebrate. You celebrate. Well, I'm not saying you celebrate puberty because who celebrated that at the yeah. end of the day? <laughs> But I was one of the last in the whole school, I'm sure. From the year 70 <laughs> to it, Gloria. I can't even tell you. And I was like, and I knew exactly what to expect, but because I was so late, I almost just, you know, come to terms with the fact that well, it's never gonna happen for me. And I'm just gonna, you know, we went to the doctors and we were sort of like yeah. saying, it's fine, don't rush it, just take your time, just go with it, and it will happen when it happens. And I suppose that's a very similar Thing with the menopause it's going to happen it will happen when it's happening there's no rush there's no race to get there first like there was in you know puberty for a lot of my yeah. friends um and i suppose like you say just it's the pressure isn't it it's the constant pressure because don't forget as you just described there there was the concern about oh my god what's going to be happening is she gonna is it even going to happen for yeah, her yeah, She's a bit yeah. late, right and then you get the pressure about so um when are you going to have a baby? Uh, are you in your 30s now? When, when do you think you're going to get pregnant? Body you clock's ticking, it's ticking away. And then, you know, you go through all these yeah. treatments. Quicker, quicker, you got to stop freezing your eggs. Quick, 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 yeah, quick. Yeah. Clock's ticking. It and is. then you now get the pressure. Oh, so you're in the menopause then. So that's you finished. 
Like, what on earth? It doesn't, it just doesn't stop. But for me, my message to all for women is that I just say, you need to start, we need to stop this. We Mm. need to stop this and only we can stop it. And that is to, to, to look at the menopause. The menopause is not a dirty word. It's not, it's not something you should be ashamed of. It's not something that means your life has ended. It doesn't mean any of these things, but yet that's the way it is perceived. The menopause, the menopause is whatever you want it to be. For me, it's six years in. Is it slowing me down? Absolutely not. Does any if I if I'm having a, a hot flush moment, I just tell people, listen, I'm having a tropical back up right here. Don't want to hear anything. Oh yes, Gloria. Yes. Just back up. That's the terminology we need to be using. Why am I why am I ashamed of it? Why? Why am I? Why am I going to be ashamed of it? You know, I'm not going to do that because the more we do that, and the more we go, shh, she's doing the menopause. The more you know, the yeah. and there is there is you a know, lot. I've worked with um, there is. I've worked with women who are um in their twenties, in their thirties, in their forties, and I've heard the. Uh, the whisper, oh, she's got the fan on again. And I turn and I go, yeah, I damn well have. Now, what's the problem? Yeah, so you know, I was going to ask you, how do you respond to comments like that? It's not to, you know, it's 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 almost to sort of stop people in their, that narrative, isn't it? And saying, don't just think yeah. because I've got the fan on that I'm any less of who I once was. I'm just going through something exactly. you're going to be going through in another few minutes' time, you know? So let's not yeah. start pointing fingers. Yeah, I totally yeah. that. You know, it's the it's it's the way women really do bash other women. It's just so disgraceful, to be honest. And at the end of the day, as well, you know, we sit there and we can be so judgmental. We start talking about, oh, look what she's got on, or um, look at the state of her, anything like that. We've all got we've always got something to state. And then, of course, you're not in the menopause. Oh, sh- she's old, isn't she? Oh, she's not really got much use here, or whatever. I mean, come on. Yeah. I think, it's, it's boring is now. Because, is that because at the minute social media has a part to play in that where everything has to fit a certain aesthetic or you are not trendy, you're not trending, you're not, you know, battling the algorithms, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. So if you're not following that um, sort of narrative of what social media is needing, mm. demanding from mm. so many people, if you aren't meeting that, you are pushed to the wayside. But that's also in a society algorithm now, if you're not hitting this, 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 and this, and this is obviously where your styling comes into it as well, where you're able to empower people. If people aren't matching that aesthetic, they, as a society, are judged, or they're too much, or too little, or letting yourself go, or or storing a little bit of weight around the middle, you know, and stuff like this. And people do say that a lot more now. I think a lot more people are more critical, you know, we've got Love Island, we had X Factor, we had pop stars back in the day, um, even stars yeah. and stars, you know, where people were welcomed to judge others on their skill, talent and appearance. So how how do you <laughs> help people try to sort of chip, chip away that negativity from their sort of surrounding them to put on that dress and feel that amazing and that beautiful pair of shoes? Like how do you pull them through and bring that confidence back to them? 
I think the um the key point what you just raised there, Kylie, is about the feeling of being feeling relevant. Yeah. And I do think um that's the big thing. When you when if you don't fit the norm or you know you're not deemed as being social media friendly yeah. or media aesthetic, you know, yeah. you're not really relevant, are you? Well no one's and, interested. Um, they, you know, they, they don't they don't want it unless you're sort of using this filter in this location with this bag. It's like, yeah, but that's that's only one aspect oh of of you know Instagram. I don't I'm not interested in all of that. I want to listen to real people, real stories, people that are relatable. Right. And they're relevant to me, you know. That's what I use social media for. I'm not interested in all of this, you know, tropical, have a lovely time in Venice on a lovely boat. I'm sure it's amazing. But that doesn't match me or, or who I am or my lifestyle. It's not even something I aspire to achieve, you know. I'd rather talk about <laughs> someone who stays in on a Saturday night and gets a kebab, you know. <laughs> That's sort of like where yeah. I'm at. I mean, we, have, so, right. we also have to remember... But we also have to remember, though, kind of that those little snippet shots that you're seeing on social media or Instagram or whatever, it's a split, what, 30 seconds of something that has just been combined to make a lovely video. Like, yeah, how is that so real? Mm. Um, but, you know, when, when I'm looking at, when I work with um, the clients that I work with, the one thing that I always say to them is... Because I, I look at everything holistically, yeah. I want to find out, like, where are you within yourself? Like, how confident do you feel? What do you see when you look in the mirror? I, I don't want to hear about what people think, but I want to ask you, when you, how do you feel from within yourself? Because you can always guarantee as well that a lot of confidence has been lost and it can be lost from... No, as you said, no longer feeling relevant, yeah. um, you know, empty nesting. It yeah. can be that they're at that point of staging life at work where they're seeing all the up and coming younger candidates that are moving upwards and they just feel stagnant. It could yeah. be that they don't feel they can learn anything else. Well, let me just say this. That is just society telling you that. You can do anything and learn anything at whatever age you want to, if you want to. Yeah. It's that yeah. simple. If you want to. If you want to do something and you're determined that's what you want to do, there's no voice, there's no words, there's no sentence that can tell you that you can't do it unless you believe it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm always about, and I always think to myself, you know, it doesn't matter if you have any mental health conditions, doesn't matter if you have any physical conditions, there's nothing that's, that stops you from doing what you want to do because believe me, and I know you've seen this as well, there's people out there who've got physical disabilities and they're doing more than some that have got full physical abilities to do it. Absolutely right. And it's all because of the mindset. It is. And, and do you think it's mindset from a young age, sort of growing up and that's the mindset that they sort of follow or do you think that it's a mindset that you can grow into and you can suddenly go right I'm not being this person I'm going to do everything I can I'm going to get those self-help books I'm going to do this I'm going to do that is that something that can be can you re-educate I think it's something that you know I think you can yeah Um, I wouldn't say that I've always been I mean for me growing up I've always been you know the shy one didn't really speak 
Um, you know, if I was in at work and he put me into a meeting, I'd be like, for God's sake, please don't let me don't ask me a question yeah, because I didn't yeah. really want to speak. I'd always be the one to be the one in the background, not at the front light, you know, in the spotlight. Don't put me up there. I'm not interested. Yeah. But as the years have gone on, I'd say probably like my mid forties. Mm. All of a sudden, I thought to myself, "Hold on a minute, I've got a voice. What am I doing?" Yeah. Well, you know voice. yourself now, don't you? I think yeah. when you're in twenties, you don't know who you bloody are. No one knows who they are then, unless they've got this forced sort of esteem, you know, behind them, and then they're probably faking it until they're making it. But you know, as I'm getting older, I'm definitely realising that I am more confident in myself and my opinions, my views. Um, yes. And, and not not in a, well, everything I say is correct. But like you're saying, you feel more confident in saying, actually, I do have a voice and I can do that. Um, so is that, you know, did you, you sort of got that in your mid 40s and that sort of propelled you into menopause with a stronger mindset of just going right I'm just going to own it is that something that developed yeah that is just developed I would say that that is developed purely because I don't know maybe it's because I'm a uh older mum I mean I had my daughter when I was 39 I don't know maybe yeah. it's because I feel um don't get me wrong there's no social media I don't know because guess what if she knows it I better be knowing it yeah, <laughs> simple yeah. as that yeah. and that's yeah. why I've looked at it um, yeah. So I've, 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 I've tried to keep up with everything, but okay. however, in terms of everything, in terms of everything else, I just do. I just believe, and I've, and this is a really strong thing that I have, that there's nothing I can't do, and there's always more to learn. Always, right. there's always more to learn. It doesn't matter how many years I've got behind me, as I say to my daughter, as it yeah. may be 19, but I've still got X amount of years on top of you. Yeah, However, what, what I may know, I just need to enhance it a bit more to what is current today and keep, keep that moving. But I'm still that person that I feel I'm not invisible just because I'm in my 50s. Yeah. I'm not... It doesn't mean that I can't be relevant just because I'm in my 50s. And that comes to styling, you know, where you just think that, well, you know, you're in your 50s. Why are you dressing like that? Why are you actually wearing heels? Why? What do you mean? What do you mean, why? So is there a shop that says... Yeah, like you're, you're putting... Oh, no, I don't think there's a shop. Well, sorry, that does, that, you go, Kylie. It was like on top of each other. We both getting to the same point at the same time but saying the same thing yeah I mean, no this is your stage you say you go you go 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 no i was just thinking that like when for me like you know i'll, I'll wear anything i so wish anything i don't i'm not saying that i'll be wearing a skirt that's like you know the size of a belt i'm you not saying that though, if you wanted to i mean you'd if it, I wanted I'm to sure. but you yeah. told me i can't Exactly, but you own, it. I own it. I wear whatever I want, and you don't have to like it. You don't have to like it, but I'm not saying that I'm going out there with a low cut dress on or things like that. But there are things that I can wear, and I will wear it. But then some people seem to think, "Oh, well, what are you doing? You're in your fifties." I said, "Well, is there a shop that says fifties? Yeah, yeah. Is there a shop that's determined by age? Is there a special section that says, oh?" Menopausal women come shop here. Yeah, uh, exactly. No. Exactly. So at the end of the day, 
I'm not saying that the fashion industry does cater for women as they get older because they seem to only cater, mm. to be honest, for um, women that are in their mid-20s going into 30s. And then after that, if you're fortunate, you might be able to think to yourself, well, yeah, I can wear that in my 40s, 50s, because that's just how it works. Yeah, but absolutely. having said that, with the back, with the background that I have and the knowledge that I have, um, I'm a trained designer, pattern cutter. Um, I can sew. I can do all of that. Yeah. I do understand what makes a good fit in a garment. So for me, it's not always about the trend, but it's going to be more about the fit. And I think when you get older, yeah, yeah. When you get older, it has to be more about finding that perfect fit and not necessarily a trend because trends are a cycle with where you get style and fit out there at the minute oh no 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 it's some of them that are like they're bringing these 90s back you know you think there's really no need like the people when i was wearing those really low-rise jeans in the 90s i mm -hmm. had my puberty journey yep so they were fine on me then because I was 11 I'm now no longer 11 so it's not something that I would ever put myself back into but I think that comes with knowledge and understanding of what you what works you what makes you feel good if I was to wear something like that I wouldn't feel good I'd probably feel like I was playing dress up do you know what I mean and like these belly yeah. tops if you've got the belly to wear them I love you have a great time I don't I wouldn't be wearing them but it's sort of like knowing what works for you and what doesn't. But you're right with the high street at the minute. There isn't, I mean, unless you want to go and shop at Bon Marche or uh, Edinburgh Woolen Mill, there isn't really anything for the older lady. But Autograph at Marks and Spencers, they've got some amazing timeless pieces. And I think if you can find yeah. places like that, that sort of work for you and, you know, you can just have a whole wardrobe that, you can open up and go right that is all classic timeless I know that I feel great in all of those outfits I know I feel really confident and they fit me and they suit me is that what you do with your clients I take my clients every and anywhere yeah. every and anywhere they say yeah. I see I seem fit so it depends on the actual um personality of the individual because it's not, I mean, I style women that are some in their 30s, I style some in their 40s, 50s, yeah. 60s, it really doesn't matter. But it is more purely about what is their style personality because you get, most women are not happy with a certain part of their body, let's face it. Mm -hmm. And the majority is it's always going to be the tummy area. Yeah. Admittedly, more so when you do get menopausal, everybody knows about the menopausal belly. Right, but okay. I wouldn't say that all menopausal women have that. I wouldn't say that at all because right. that would be labelling everybody the same. Everybody has their own thing. So it's all about understanding that, okay, so these are the, the areas of your body that you're not comfortable with. I always say don't say don't like, say you're not comfortable with it. Yes. But there's ways that you can dress that to to take your, draw the attention away from that area if that's what you deem fit. But again, it's about owning and accepting your body as it is today. So um, the one thing that I would say that I do first and foremost is I do always do a wardrobe detox. After we've talked and I've sort of like worked out who you are, where you are in your life and things like that. And the first one I say, let's go into your wardrobe. And I can guarantee you, Kylie, even you've probably got it because I know I had it. Yeah. Going there, and there's stuff with labels on that you haven't even put on yet. Yeah. 
and you're and you'd always say, yeah, but when I lose a bit of weight, I'll fit into that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh back around one day. I'll, I'll keep hold of that for next decade. Yeah, but then what is that reminding you of? The past you, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. you could have that there two, three years later. It's still there. Yet what? You ain't lost the weight yet. Mm -hmm. No, it's still there. <laughs> so, so what is it? Is, is it not a constant reminder of the the, the old you? Yeah. So my thing is, I've always said like, right, let's get rid of it. Get rid of them because all that's going to just keep on saying to you is you still can't fit it. You still can't fit it. So you'll yeah, always just be in denial of your yeah. body as it is today. Well, Gloria, so that is the one big thing I do. What are your um, Instagram handles? I know we've we've got just a minute left now. But what are your Instagram handles so that people can really connect with you? And I think what we might do is get you back on, um, if you don't mind, to do a, yeah. a question and answer session with you. Of course. Um, I know people have so of many course. questions about this. And, you know, like you say, you're not um, a doctor or medically trained in this, but you just get it and you're so easy to talk to and really knowledgeable. So... Uh. Um, if you wouldn't mind, just what are your Instagram handles or Facebook uh, groups? So my Instagram handles at the Holistic Menopause Stylist. Right, the Holistic Menopause Stylist, okay. Stylist. And my Facebook group is Style Empowerment with Miss Smythe. So you'll find me there as well. Fabulous. So join me there and I can answer any questions you want. Amazing. Gloria, thank you so much.